In the mood for hot coffee? When you are, nothing else will satisfy. Coffee has a flavor, an aroma, a deep down satisfying goodness all its own. And our coffee has something extra, the care with which we brew and serve it. You'll enjoy the show more while you're enjoying steaming hot coffee. Come and... All right, welcome into this week's edition of More Than Marketing. I'm Rob Johnson. So this week, I'm in Speakeasy in Louisville, and I am really excited about this show. So joining me in studio today are the women of Finally Crafted Realty, Sam, Jordan, and Cheryl. And we're going to talk about basically telling an origin story. We're going to go through their company, what makes them drive towards realty, and how their approach to real estate is incredibly different, unique, and fresh. So ladies, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So let's start with you, Sam. So we'll do a quick, let's do a quick round of introductions. So 30, 60 seconds, personal pitch. Time to go. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I'm Sam. Um, I'm the broker and owner of Finally Crafted Realty, but Jordan, Cheryl, and I we're kind of like partners, like we all three work together day in, day out. Um, you want me to take it way back and tell you how sure. we got started? Okay. Yep. <laughs> Nothing but time. We're good. All right. So when I was in high school, it goes way back then, 10, 10 plus years ago, um, the teachers and everybody kind of drove into your head, like you have to go to college if you're going to be successful in life. Like if you don't go down that path you're not going to amount to anything. So like everybody else, my plan was to go to University of Louisville. Um, I was enrolled, I guess, if you will, but school hadn't started yet. And I got a message that our dorm room had fallen through. So I had nowhere to stay. So I changed my course and decided not to go. Um, I always had been interested in houses. My dad was a, a builder for a while. Now he's a carpenter. So I grew up kind of in that industry. I liked design. I liked people, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I didn't go to college. All my friends went off to college. I went to work at a uh, hardware store instead, making 10 bucks an hour. Um, But I learned a lot there about construction, and I got to meet a lot of people that are connections till this day. Um, I got licensed when I was 18 years old, so I was super young. Um, worked for another company in Louisville for a while and liked what I was doing, but knew I wanted to put my own spin on things. Um, I didn't like how stale the industry was and everybody sort of approached things the same way. Um, so I wanted to go off on my own and I had no intention of working with anybody else. It was just going to be me, but then Jordan and Cheryl kind of entered the picture and (laughs) it, uh, it became the perfect fit after that. That's awesome. And I, I know, so my mom has been a realtor since I was like six. So that industry is something I'm deeply familiar with. And I know for her, and this might have changed in 25 years or whatever, but for her, she was saying that the fail rate in real estate for her courses were like 75% of, of people actually being licensed. So for an 18 year old to go in, crush it, you know, get it done. That's from my understanding, that's really impressive you know, to have, to be able to hit that level at that, that young of an age. Well, if you want to know something funny, I actually failed my test the first time I took it. <laughs> Full disclosure. <laughs> but then I retook it the next week and I passed and broker's test first try. So I mean, yeah, making strides in life. She made up for it. 
tremendous. Jordan? That's really funny. I think the only reason I passed my test, my real estate test the first time is because I took the course twice. I took it in college at UK, and then I had to take retake it to get the credit. Like, it didn't count when I took it in college. Same course, the federal real estate course, but yeah, I had to take it. That's the only reason I passed the first time. <laughs> um, so I'm Jordan Phillips. I um, went to UK. I was always like in musical theater as a kid. So that's my background. In case you wonder why I sing all the time. <laughs> um, you yeah. were doing some good Adele before we started. Yeah. yeah. My nickname is Show Pony. <laughs> and uh, it gets to co- the creative side gets to come out sometimes when we do like some of our fun videos and stuff. But um, I was in college, and I had no idea really what I wanted to do. And um, I liked houses, kind of like Sam. It's kind of like that's how you get into it. Um, And then when I graduated school, I had nowhere to go. I was like I had a communications degree in journalism, and I had nowhere to go with it. And I think there's a lot of kids like that, that they have this degree. So it's like on the flip side of Sam's story – you know, I still ended up doing something that I didn't really need my degree for. Um, not that I didn't have a great time in college. <laughs> but when I came home, I was like, well, uh, I'm just going to go get licensed. And I I got licensed and I basically waited. And I, I got it. I guess I'm lucky. I don't know. I got a text from Sam one day because she had heard through my... Um, now fiance like friend and my now fiance's mom small town okay (laughs) Uh, that's all I'm gonna say small town um through word of mouth that I had gotten licensed and so we met at our coffee shop in our hometown Sam and I went to the same high school our dads grew up around each other you know we have all these connections but had never met um she's older than me and so we had like one little talk at the coffee shop and she said well I'm gonna go um, see how I can make this work, and then I'll reach out to you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so a week later, she's like, hey, do you want to meet back up? And then I ended up signing off and saying I'd be her first agent. <laughs> That's awesome. Here we are. And then we sat in my dining room at desks for a while until we got a legit office space. <laughs> and at that same coffee shop for quite quite some time, and when Cheryl came along too. Now, at the time, you said you had worked real estate for 10 years, and now you say – you work, you've worked it for 10 plus. Oh, man. <laughs> now you've, I don't know what I'm at When now. I first met you, you said, I've done this for 10 years, I and now I'm you at, say 10 plus. I guess I'm at 13 now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. That's tremendous. Cheryl? Yeah, so um, I'm Cheryl Thompson, and I'm the old lady of the group. I've got, uh, got some yeah, years she's on these youngins. She's physically fit by a mile. <laughs> well, thanks, but <laughs> um, I went to Val. And uh, my degree is in communications. And um, I actually was an event planner for 14 years before um, jumping ship and coming over to the real estate world. And uh, Sam's husband and my husband know each other. And Sam's husband actually reached out to my husband and said, hey, would, would Cheryl ever be interested in real estate? I think, you know, there are a lot of uh, attributes, I guess, that uh, – or a positive thing for real estate. So I met with Sam, and we started at the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so um, 
got licensed. I did pass on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Uh, no. And um, yeah, I guess the rest is history. I guess that was what, four years ago. How long have we been? God, yeah, time flies. Yeah. Yeah, three, three, three yeah. So going on four. Yeah. Right. So Cheryl's but. past life translates really well, though, like because moving is one big event. So <laughs> Cheryl brings a lot of skills to the table from event planning for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. So my first question is, how much of a stake does that coffee shop have in finally crafted realty? <laughs> <Right>. from- <laughs> it's not, you know, we went in there the other day to get a gift card and some coffee and it was kind of like, oh. Remember, remember, we used to sit here every week. And it's yeah. awesome. I yeah. still go there a lot. Yeah, quite a bit actually. Yeah. <laughs> that's great, and that's and that's why I like doing these stories where people can listen to how something started and how it's evolved. And so, over the last four years now, right? Mm-hmm. What what has been the biggest difference in in the in the relationship or in the company from when you started to where you're at now? What strides do you feel like you've made? And then we can get into some of the things that may have been a setback and a good learning opportunity as well. I feel like the three of us are at a really good point where we all work well together and we're all there day in, day out. Like for a while, Cheryl was still doing event planning for a little bit, but she's, you know, been fully on board for a while now. Um, I think we all just know each other's tendencies and we know how to complement one another, which then translates really well to, to client experience and our processes. Okay. that's so true like we don't I think we don't fight like our you know we don't we aren't hard on ourselves because somebody else makes up where we lack for sure like I'm never on time (laughs) we just (laughs) know that but Cheryl's always early (laughs) so it's okay so if you averaged it out you're on time exactly (laughs) but I also think like a big goal that we've always had and this is something Sam talked to me about from that very first meeting at that coffee shop is we wanted to really like plant roots in our town and be a part of the community and not in a salesy way like we have so much fun doing things where we give back just because some days I think we enjoy that a little more than our job. <laughs> Some days. Um, but we've, I think we've really accomplished that. Like we're having an event tomorrow um, for our Hometown Heroes program that benefits police, firefighters, EMS, and teachers. And we've done that. This is our third year doing it. And we like didn't even have to think twice because we know the drill now. That's right. So events, again. That's, right. that's awesome. And that's, that's something when I think a lot of people start businesses, the main motivator they look at was how much money can I make? How can we scale? How can we do this? And what, especially, you know, on the marketing side, when we started in our agency, my thought was how can we bring the most value to people? Because this is a long-term game. I'm sure you didn't get into reality to be like, well, we're going to not do this in three years. We're going to do it for 20 years. So we need to have that strategy of what are we going to do now? That's going to make year 20 even better and hopefully easier than where we're at right now. And a lot of, and I, that's why I really appreciate about even looking into your guys' history, even it's four years, but there's so much value that you've given to the community out of the goodness of your heart that I think makes, makes getting those hooks into people even easier because it's authentic and you can see it. It's not forced. It's not sales motivated. It's, there's something authentic about the three of you working together that I've been able to see as an out of towner. So that much more for people that are local, I believe. I love that because that's that's like the biggest compliment we can get, honestly. Sure. That's our that's our goal. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. 
So, so Jordan, let me ask you. So when, as I will say the main content writer, so when you're, because <laughs> you do a lot of documentation and just write ups over what you guys have done, the newsletter, what's been the most interesting thing to document for finally crafted since you've started? Oh gosh. Well, I like our funny story. Well, we could definitely talk about um, Cheryl's commercial estate. Oh, yeah. That might be a buildup for that. Right. <laughs> I'm not sure. I like it. <laughs> um, so I did a, I do a lot of our marketing. I do a lot of our graphic design and like print stuff, especially. We love print. Again, another way that we're different. Yeah. We like old school things still. So we um, had an event for Cheryl's commercial listing um and maybe Cheryl should talk about this too I oh. feel like yeah well so it was it was my big first commercial listing so I was really uh, excited for it and so we decided to hold a open house we sent out all these great invitations that Jordan created for us and um three days before the event it was the event was on a Thursday Monday we get every single invitation returned to us because I messed one. up. No, 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 no. No. It was my fault. I don't know if, if we're the only ones that don't know this, but apparently post office has rules on how you lay out postcards. Like if it's, we, d- we I had the creative. address oriented the wrong direction and you can't do that. But I was being crafty. Yeah. They, I thought they it can't looked flip good. it upside down. I mean, it looked on. good. It yeah. was like it to the really side. So, um, well, they listen, all, I, all my mom, back. Uh, my mom used to be a postmaster at a post office and she's retired now, but I called when that happened, I called her <laughs> like it was her fault. So anyway, really so funny. we decided, you know, after, um, crying a little bit <laughs> we decided to just a few tears we we're like what are we gonna do so we decided to hand deliver and like 250 the- postcards to different um just places where we thought these people might like contractors they might need to upsize sure potentially mm-hmm. so that was yeah. kind of what we targeted and we i bled through my shoe walk <laughs> i bled through my shoe walking to deliver these to people and we were like hey like we're having an event and we had an event (laughs) which Cheryl's great at and um, we had Chick-fil-a catering for you know lunch and we had brokers come and and then some of those people that we met in person showed up and it was actually one of Sam's uh, one of the people she met that she was hand delivering we were like walking in places walking in businesses but it was well received because we weren't trying to sell them anything we were just extending an invite it was awareness yeah Yeah. Yeah. and And that's how we would lead like hey y'all like (laughs) 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 Chick-fil-A but the one that we walked into was a heating and air company and it was it's in an industrial park like this listing was so this complex was, it was full of rented units. So this guy was leasing space and it just so happened. We walk in and he's like, you know, I've been thinking about uh, purchasing something. I don't want to rent anymore. So maybe I'll come by. And sure enough, he came, he brought his whole like entourage too mm-hmm. from, from his <laughs> office. His office ladies scoped it out, yeah. but yeah, it worked. And I mean, if we wouldn't have gone in person, 
who knows if we would have just mailed those in, invites. I mean, right. it could have just ended up in the garbage. So and we ended sure. up by the end of the event, we were sitting there with him and his office ladies and we were eating lunch together and we were under this shady tree and they were just staring at the property and he ended up buying it. Yeah. And I, you know, he might not have if it weren't for those little touches. Yeah, that's so right. That's it right. still pays to do things the old school way. That's and right. in person is still yeah. essential. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, and that and I can speak to that from from my perspective because you think marketing, you think automation, you think digital. You know, it's very contact less. But what most people don't know is most ad agencies have a tremendous amount of debt on their books from the automation. The companies that have scaled up well are the ones that have been doing it in person. Like from day one, we always came from it from a perspective of we're not going to do business with individuals we can't shake hands with because we need to be in that room as if we're on their team and help them make those decisions. This isn't just we're going to cash your check, run your ad, and, you know, let's hope things go well. Like, I want to know everything that's going on. And just like with, with y'all, you want to know exactly what you need to get done, whether it's commercial or leasing or, you know, new construction or buying and selling. Every element matters. So you can't just phone it in. One, people will know. And two, you're not going to last if you do that. For sure. For sure. You mm-hmm. need to know, like, your individual client's why like why do they want this you know they don't want to just in our case like they don't want to sell their house nobody wants to do that they want whatever that will get them like that's the bridge to get them where they want to be so I feel like a lot of people in our industry don't focus on that they focus on like the transaction itself and here's the one size fits all approach but we're a little different yeah we want people to be content and like sometimes I don't know. Once once you're in your house, like you want to be happy there. And so sometimes that takes a little bit more time and it takes becoming friends, you know, really befriending your client to figure that out. That requires mm-hmm. a lot of patience, I think. For sure. But it's so much better that way. It mm-hmm. makes it enjoyable. It makes us enjoy our day to day. Yeah. So quick story. So about six months ago, I went really hard in the paint at Realtors <laughs> on my personal Facebook page. Um, and I said, look, I don't care if you can help me buy a house, help me sell a house. Like, cause that's all I was seeing from the realtors in Michigan on my personal page was on bill. You know, let me list your house. Let me, let me help you buy a house. Let me do this. Let me do that. And it's like, bill, you're a realtor. I, I get it. I, I know what you do. So I, and I just called them out and I was like, here's what you're doing wrong. Here's what you need to be doing. And within about a week, I had about three messages from different realtors who were like, okay, what do I do? I'm doing yeah. what you said what do I do? And to their credit, they took the advice on their own and just started, started slowly grinding and were like filming themselves at listings and talking about the value of selling and how to make it better and mm-hmm. educating people and actually filming things that people want to see. Because if you just make sales posts, no one cares. Yeah. It's it. And that's what, when I looked at your website for the first time and I was like, there was one photo in particular. I think all three of you were standing in a kitchen Next to a 1950s looking fridge. That's and, our office. Oh, perfect. Yeah. It's like a fridge. And what's above it? Is that a microwave, microwave. or an oven? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yes, they get it. Like it is, there is style. There is a theme. There is, there is something that it's a current that's running through everything you do. And I was like, okay, yes, finally, like a group that gets every single aspect of the marketing and the selling and it was such a breath of fresh air. And this is the things that like I look at that I tried to get realtors to do in like Northern Michigan. And they're like, we're fine. 
You should keep doing it this way. And I'm like, all right, one of these days I'm going to come back, open a real estate firm and just smoke <laughs> yeah, all you people. Right. <laughs> so. yeah, you could. I think it just goes back to wanting to be genuine. Like yeah. I cannot stand like being pitched. Like, you know, nobody likes that. So no. I just, I said from early on, like, I'm not doing that. It, if it means I'm not successful, then so be it. But like, I'm not going to be successful that way. Yeah. So I had heard that realtors had to do a lot of cold calling and that was my one thing in the back of my head. I was like, ah, I don't know if I can do this, if that's the case. But when I um, met Sam for the first time, I said, um, do you do any cold calls? And she goes, no. <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, no more questions. <laughs> yeah, it seems like every marketing person that f- focuses on real estate is like, when you see a for sale by owner, you need to call them. Here's how you do the pitch. Here's how you do the sell. And it's like, guys, you need to educate them on why. You can't just be like, they if they're for sale by owner, they've made a conscious decision not to go with a realtor. So now your form is to educate them and getting in front of them, not to call them up and harass them at all hours of the night, being like, you're going to get 6% more if you do this. They don't care. They don't care. Mm-hmm. I think also like on both sides, client and like service provider, whatever industry you're in, like if you both are like-minded, the the whole experience is going to be better on both sides. So that's kind of been our goal is to work with like-minded people that appreciate our approach because it, it's just seamless. You're not fighting one another. You're both on the same page from, from day one. Yeah. yeah. Quanti- or quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah. I almost said it the other way. No. We, we just want volume. Wanted- <laughs> <We> want- <laughs> Numbers. No, we just want to sleep at night, you know, sure. and we want to have fun. Yeah, most days. Yeah, if you build a system that gets away from you, that's all volume driven, like your quality of life is going to go down and that's going to reflect your business. And it's so important to, to recognize that, especially like at a such young age of the company of, of you guys having that mindset from day one, it's going to be nothing but successful long term. Well, thanks. <laughs> of course. Yeah. So let's talk about the market right now as soon as we kind of move to our, we'll call it our last segment as we, you know, the marketplace right now, obviously inventory is incredibly low. Um, I know in Michigan, I can't speak as much to Louisville. Each house that goes up is getting 10 to 20 inquiries of in offers. So how are you guys navigating that market right now? And, and what's, what's your approach when you get a new listing how are you filtering all that traffic and, and what tactics are you doing that that might appeal more to, to someone who's looking to list? I think it depends on the client. So just offering the client options. Like I had one recently that was at a hot price point, like in the 200s, just very hot price point in our Oldham County, Louisville market. And we went back and forth as to whether we were going to kind of allow showings for a certain number of days and then consider offers or if they wanted to consider offers kind of as they came in. And there are pros and cons to each. I mean, if you're if you're a buyer, sometimes buyers back off when they hear, oh, you know, we're going to collect offers. People <sighs> don't want to get in those situations. So yep. in that in this particular instance, we decided to review offers as they came in and they still got something over asking. It was really clean. It's been a smooth process. So I think there are multiple approaches, but just educating your client on the front end so they can choose is the most important. You don't just shove one approach at them. Mm-hmm. What about for you, Jordan? Um, yeah, I fully second what Sam said. I mean, it's been it has been crazy. Um, 
my my brother actually remodeled a house. I was very proud of him, and he sold it. Um, and it's in it's in Westport, which is like if anybody around here knows Westport, it's a tiny little town on the river. It was actually the original county seat for Oldham County mm. when everything came by river, and then when it came by railroad, they moved it to Lagrange. So little bitty towns, very cute, um, but it's kind of in the middle of nowhere, one might say. And, I mean, that thing got four offers in like a day. And <laughs> we ended up doing the whole approach where we waited and to see what we got. And, and to Sam's point, there were some people who ended up not submitting an offer because of that. So that's something to certainly keep in mind. But it almost doesn't matter. It's been, if you're in that lower price point, um, I'd say anywhere, like up to 300, it's crazy. And then even beyond, it's it's yeah. still, the demand is definitely there. For sure. Excellent. Cheryl you know, on, on the, the flip side of things, um, I've had a lot of buyers and, you know, in that competitive price range. And um, the last uh, offer we put in on a house, there were seven offers and five of the seven had escalation clauses on it. So meaning, you know, they will pay up to a certain amount over what the current offer price is mm. um and so you just kind of we were way over asking price with our offer then we said okay we'll even beat the highest price by two thousand dollars and we still didn't win that bid so <laughs> it it's crazy it, is tough it for really, really is i think a good takeaway too for anybody honestly all over the country more than likely if you're going to be buying or selling something like you can't really be a casual buyer right now. Like you can't just be watching and want to go see something and Kick not and really tires. have a game plan. Yeah. yeah. It's like the casual buyer is weeded out right now. Like you're, you're just going to fail. You need a, a total game plan. Like if you have a house, you're going to be selling. I think that's something we, else that we do a little different than other agents is you got to look at it from like a bird's eye view, <laughs> you know, all yep. the little pieces that are going to help you get to that end game goal. Not just, here's the house I want to buy, but uh-oh, these 10 things have to happen before I can do it because you're not going to get the deal. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that's that's good insight because I know from, from my perspective, like my wife and I sold our first home two years ago and we had three offers from asking for, and then 10K sub. So like anything in that range. And now fast forward, like our friends in our neighborhoods are getting hit up by real. They're saying, we'll give you 15,000 over our asking price. If you sell your house in the next 30 days, just like knocking on their door. It's the weirdest thing. I had a friend text me probably two months ago. He was like, my wife and I are moving. I'm like, what? <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, someone came by and just offered us 40,000 more than what our house is appraised for. And I was Crazy. like, Okay. I said, but where are you going like, to go? Exactly. Yeah. Where are you going to go? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And I'm like, no, I said, you got it. If the market's that hot, don't, don't cash out right now. If you don't want to, if you have no other place to go, you know, yeah. then you're going to be in a bad spot and you're going to pay 40,000 more mm -hmm. for your next house. And it's a net, it's a, you know, it's going to be a break even. Right. So it's crazy out there right now. It is. Yeah. yeah. You know, one more side note. Um, a lot of people are asking or requesting like a, a, all of the appliances to stay, including like washer and dryers, because yes. there's a shortage of, <laughs> yeah. you know, due to COVID and everything with the manufacturing. So it's, it's crazy to see how that's um, transpiring too, I guess. Yeah. That. So 
That's a good point. It is crazy for appliances. Yeah. It's interesting to hear the remodelers when they're when they're going through stuff. They're like, only thing we can get is high end and it's like that's that's all that's left because yeah. you know, you're you're Kenmore or I don't even know what the brands are anymore. It's Kenmore's probably <laughs> not even a company anymore. Maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> So, Samsung, I see them a lot. So, yeah, sure. um, so as a, as kind of a final sign off, I just want to get like whether it's your personal take or just something that you you want someone to know about yourself or the company or something that you really value. We just go around the corner. Maybe start with you, Cheryl, and then work our way around as we wrap up. Yeah. Um. So you know, coming from that event planning background, um, I always enjoy the details on things, and uh, I. I I didn't realize how how similar event planning and real estate is. You know, you're definitely continuously herding cats and <laughs> keeping everybody on a timeline and just making sure that you know no um, nothing falls through the cracks. Really, um, so I I think that's something that I appreciate, and I hope that my clients appreciate that about me. Um, but it's been nothing but a blessing to work with Sam and Jordan both. And just like we talked about earlier, just her views on things are just different. And it, it, I enjoy what I do and I enjoy the company that I work for. So I hope everybody else sees that too. It's so, incredible. Yeah. Jordan? Oh gosh. Um, I think when I got into real estate, I thought it was going to be like a lot more like sunshine and ponies and rainbows. <laughs> and it's not, it's hard. <laughs> and there, I mean, Believe it or not, there's a lot of growing pains. There's a lot of days where you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, it's hard work, and it is hurting cats. Um, there's always going to be something. But I think the art in it and what we've been able to do and what we work on every day is, like, just to infuse all of that with, like, comic relief and a calm attitude, and it changes everything. So if you can, you know, pull that from within and bring that to the table, it not only helps your clients, it helps every person that you're working with in the transaction. And over time, I feel like, you know, it's like a muscle. The more you work it, mm -hmm. it gets it gets better and better. So even though there will always be something, there's always going to be those tough days, the way you deal with it changes everything. Yeah. So that's what, that's what I've definitely learned. It's tremendous. So true. Thank you for making me go last after both of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had more time to think. I guess my key takeaway, really, this is like a life thing, <laughs> but really like to set yourself up for success. It's all about the relationships and the people you surround yourself with. So the three of us, I mean, that holds true there. Like I love working with Jordan and Cheryl, and I think that translates in our work because we enjoy what we do. But then, like, for clients and such, just it's the same thing. If you're trying to sell, set yourself up for success, you need to develop those relationships around you. And specific to our industry, like, it's not just the relationship with your agent, but it's the relationship with, like, all those other supporting roles that'll be present, like, during your move or during your uh, transaction. So just... Picking somebody that has a team of those people that can help guide you and, you know, they're approachable and you can get a hold of them. I mean, it's it's night and day and it's going to impact what your experience is like, whether you have like a super stressful, like gripping your hand handrails of your seat, yeah. you know, like just wanting it to be over or if you kind of enjoy enjoy the process. 
Sure. Absolutely. So if someone wants to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do it? I'd say go to our uh, <laughs> our website, Rob. Yes. <laughs> Finallycraftedrealty.com and you can find us there. We have some good content up there thanks to Jordan who writes most of yes. our blog posts. <laughs> yeah, we're high tech now. That's right. Mr. Rob. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you all for taking the time to stop in uh, to speak easy, to do the show and talk about the origin and, and walking me through all that. I learned a lot and I really appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. Of course. And that'll wrap up this week's edition of More Than Marketing. Thanks so much for listening, guys. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care.